Hey Chuck, there are two words I have used to fall in love with fitness, the gym, and I've even helped my clients with these two words. And again, the results have been amazing. Guess what they are? Free beer. No, no Chuck. Do you ever wonder, why do I always seem to give so much more than I get? All I want is to be appreciated and loved. Is that asking too much? Why do all the jerks get the hot girls while I get stuck in the friend zone? When will it ever be my turn? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Nice Guy Show. This is the podcast that asks the question, how do I break free from the nice guy syndrome so I never have to come in last again? Now here are your hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. Hey guys, welcome to podcast episode number 13. We're going to talk about two words that will help you fall in love with exercise. And I have to admit, I'm super excited about this episode because uh, I want to know what those words are. You know, as uh, a nice guy and as a, a, a guy who sits behind his computer almost all day long, either, you know, creating content or working with my clients or, you know, all that miscellaneous stuff that we have to do in our business. So much of that's just done sitting in this chair that mm. I oftentimes do not do very well when it comes to fitness and diet and those kind of things. And, um, and, and Faisal, I know you have actually done a lot of work around this. And as a result of that, I think it shows up in your body and your energy level and all those kind of things. And so I'm actually really excited to learn from you today what these two words are and how I can apply them and how the other guys who are listening to this, uh, how they can apply them, those two words to their lives as well, because maybe they're struggling with exercise or being able to find the motivation to get to the gym or just to get moving in life in general. So um, I'm excited about that. So so share with us, Faisal, share with us maybe your story about where you came from and where you're at and how you've been able to um, sustain this level of energy and this level of, of commitment to your body. Yeah, thanks for that, Chuck. As we're talking, I'm getting a cramp in my lower <laughs> chest as well. Yeah, I'm like, what is he uh, talking? Yeah, so you worked out too hard. My back, ah, yeah. So my background is a, I'm a, uh, you know, I was born a techie, and I was born in a culture right where fitness and health and fitness isn't the the norm, you know, because people in hot countries don't really go out to do running sure. or fitness stuff, right? So it's quite a sedentary life. It's very passive. Mm. So and and that's you know what was around me as well. I I used to at school I used to love cricket. I used to do a few things, but nothing like hardcore. And in my family, my, my dad wasn't into fitness, and I had one or two uncles who were into fitness, which was you know, good. But when I was start going into a teenage, I didn't really have any inspiring people around me who pushed me. And what happened was I really got into tech, and as I became into tech, I used to love sitting behind computer machines and be you know be on the desk all day yeah. when i when i got in when i go into my uh marriage uh, with my ex-wife she came from a, a culture of a lot of outdoorsy i'm indoorsy she's outdoorsy and there was a huge gap between us as well so we would go out and after an hour i'd be like oh, i'm done she'd be like what we're going out for like half a day or a day and i'm like what is it wrong with these people? Why do they keep walking all the time, right? Mm. So that was a real culture shock for me. And she can outdo me in a lot of uh, you know, 
activity and sports and swimming and they used to live by the sea they swim in the freezing cold i'm like what's wrong i'm not gonna go in this freezing cold weather so i had a real negative attitude towards it and only in my i would say late 30s when i after the divorce after the breakup i started getting to personal development i said i really have to get this part of my life handled i hate the gym i hate classes i hate fitness i hate strength rate, everything to do with fitness i hated it the only thing i kind of had some solace was like cycling and it wouldn't be a lot it would just be you know just casual to the shops or something like the back but i used to be one of those guys who would start something and then not maintain it ever done that chuck oh right. yeah i was started yeah. yeah i was started a diet not dead i was started a fitness not dead mm-hmm. you're like yeah i'm gonna do this go all out burn yourself right. out and then forget it for months and months and months or years, right? That's a pattern I saw in myself, and that's a pattern I see in a lot of people as well, a lot of the guys I work with. So I said, there has to be a hack. There has to be a way around this. What is it? I started getting into habit building. And when I started getting into habit building, one of the habits I started to get built was, you know, cold showers. Mm -hmm. And there was two words I had ingrained in myself, show up mm-hmm. that was it show up. i was like show up that was it that was the two magic words right so i would go to the gym right and i'll tell myself just show up faisal just show to the gym just go to the gym and just show up and what would happen was i'd go to the gym i remember going to the gym going through the turnstiles and i showed up and i was like i don't feel like doing it i was like my voice was Okay, no worries, but you showed up. And then I'll go home. And people were like, well, that's stupid. What's the point? And here's the point. I was building habit number one. Habit number one wasn't about fitness. Well, it had to do nothing to do with that. Habit number one was showing up. And that's what I was trying to train my nervous system to do, was just show up at the gym. I was like, okay. I wanted to get my nervous system, I wanted to get my body used to this environment. Yeah. So I'd show up. Sometimes I'd have like a two-minute workout, no workout. I'd just go there, go to the gym. But I kept on doing this three, four times a week. I said, if I just show up, just whatever you feel, just show up at the gym. And when you start showing at the gym, then you're thinking, well, you know, it won't be so bad if I just, you know, did a workout. So I'd do like a five-minute, ten-minute workout. And I had another rule around me. It was I'd just show up at the gym do a small workout, not push myself at this stage. The only time I was pushing myself was to show up at the gym. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to leave at a good note. I wanted to leave at a high in a way. I was like, okay, cool. I showed up at the gym. I didn't have any negative associations with the gym. Mm-hmm. So I just showed up and said, hey, listen, understand compassion. You're just building one habit, showing up. Mm-hmm. Then I started to, you know what? Let's have a workout. It won't be too bad. So I just kind of pushed myself 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And that compounded and had a lasting effect. So for three or four years, you know, even if when COVID wasn't here, I was just showing up in my front room. Mm-hmm. And my my son said to me, he said, Dad, look at your weights. They're piddly. There's nothing. I can even lift them. <laughs> and I said to him, you know what the hard work is? It's not the weights. It's showing up for the weights consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my and that was my secret. Just show up, show yeah. up, show up. And then once you've done that, then you amplify. And you amplify. I love it. I love it. So just show up, 
So what you did then essentially was you just started creating a, uh, a habit in your your nervous system where you would go to the gym and you wouldn't even necessarily work out. That wasn't the point of it. It was just to get through, go through the doors. And then as you walk through the doors, then that motivation to work out started to increase the more that you just showed up in the gym. Yeah, because I wanted to prevent what I was doing before. I would go in the gym, spend a whole hour, sure. work like crazy, right? Hour, hour and a half. Right. I'd hit burnout and then I'll mm-hmm. stop, right? So I, hadn't, I didn't have that consistency. A lot of people I see have that loop. I was like, how can I mentally hack this? How can I change the pattern? How can I do something different to what I did before? Sure, sure. No, I, I mean, I've done the same thing where I, you know, would go to a gym, you know, it's like January 1st, I'm going to the gym, right? And they sign up exactly. for the gym membership. I'd, I'd walk in there, you know, on day one, and I would work out like I did when I was, you know, in high school or something, you know, where I'm like, just like, working out, working out, you know, I got to get the burn in. And then, you know, the next day, I would feel like crap. And then I would say, well, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm going to give myself, my body a chance to rest, you know, and then the next day, you know, similar kind of thought of like, oh, you know, I still feel a little achy. I'm not going to go today. And then pretty, you know, real quickly, just not be showing up at all and paying for this gym membership, you know, never using it. So I love that idea of just show up, just kind of go. And I think also the idea of like not overdoing it, you know, to, you know, show up, go to the gym, you know, walk through those doors and then do a light set of exercises, you know, just to kind of get the momentum going. And as you start building that habit over and over again, then what happens is then you start to increase the, the frequency, the weights and all of that. It just sort of sounds like it becomes more of kind of a natural progression as opposed to like this crushing mental determinism, you know, willful, like I'm going to go and work out. Because you know, that's never worked for me. Uh, yeah, it didn't work for me either. You know, I, I, I really detested the gym. I hated it. But now what I've noticed is, here's a, here's a uh, strange thing is this kind of principles I've seen, um, you know, like going all in, you know, full full throttle or nothing, is you see that on uh, when guys go with dating as well. They, they'll download all the dating apps, right? I'll, I'll go crazy on the dating apps. They'll burn out and they're like, oh my God, this is taking up way too much of my time and then completely stop and they'll have a burnout because they have no boundaries around this. And here's another thing. When we start habits, a lot of guys try to be a hero. You know what? I'm going to go to the gym five, six times a week, right? I'm going to do one hour, smash it, and then they fall off the cliff. Stop trying to be a hero. Stop trying to, you know, that's that ego thing of like big grandiose gestures. And guys do that with women as well. In dating and relationship, they do the, all these big grand gestures, then nothing until the next time is a birthday or Christmas yeah. or something. They'll this, you know what, well, I'm going to do really huge gestures for her. But what they don't want to realize is compounding effect. Yeah. Small things done frequently. That's what a woman wants. She doesn't want 5,000 flowers on this, you know, on just right. Valentine's Day. She wants you to think about her throughout the time. Right. This is the same thing with the gym as well. You want to do the gym, even if it's 20 minutes, 20 minutes frequently, three, four times a week is better than, you know, doing, you know, four hour workout once a week or four hours. You know, it it doesn't work. It's like, 
It's like having a big crap just once a week. <laughs> doesn't work, right? You need to have it more often. Right, right. Yeah, you want to you wanna, uh, evacuate consistently. As a, exactly. So you don't get back <laughs> up, right? Yeah. So what would you say to guys who maybe struggle with, like, things that come up in terms of, like, maybe body image issues or feeling like, you know, they're – you know, they want to lose weight before they go to start working out. Those kind of things are feeling intimidated when you walk into the doors and you see all these buff guys that are like clanging and banging and you're over there and you're, you know, with your dad bod and lifting, yeah. you know, only a few pounds. What? <coughs> yeah, it's a, it's guys? a really good, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question actually because sometimes, you know, when you go in the gym, man, you know, the guys are like mm -hmm. six packs and, and I'm like, I've got a bit of a beer belly, you know, I've got a bit of a beer belly that I'm trying to get rid of, you know, like a, yeah. a dad belly. So I'm like, okay, so how can I work on this? And, and there's, there's people, there's women in there lifting twice as heavy as weights as me. I'm going, Oh, sure. this is so embarrassing. Right. So what I would suggest is again, don't try to be a hero, show up. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that I've started to do, and I'm really doing more of this walk. Mm. Right. I recently went to Japan and I was amazed to see how little, right, they are obese people, how, you know, like overweight yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I hardly, hardly saw any overweight people. If you did, they were like sumo wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Probably sumo wrestlers or tourists. That, that yeah, was, that was tourists. it. The most, <laughs> yeah. That was it. And they, they were flat. They had they hardly had any body fat on them. And I was like, how is this possible? And they're, you know, eating sometimes fried food okay they have food is good mm. so i did some research on this and one of the things i found was on average japanese people walk eighteen thousand steps eighteen thousand a day right a day, a day. Wow. that was that Unless was if i get in a thousand on some days right i mean just yeah yeah, yeah. i sometimes a day i was like wow and, you know, they came up with the, the philosophy like 10,000 steps a day. And I can right. see why. Yeah. So one of the things I was listening to podcast and they were saying that, you know, um, diet is where you need to really improve on. If you want to start getting yeah. into, you know, like weight, yeah. weight wise, the diet's the most important thing. Yeah. What exercise did was to help you sustain that way. Yeah. So they did this ex experiment um, where they had these police officers and they changed their diet. They all lost weight. The police officers that uh, kept their exercise, like walking, gym and everything, sustained and they kept the weight off. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I suggest is like, guys, just go and walk. You know, there's guys I hear, nice guys sitting down. I said, so when was the last time you went out the house? Well, it's been about two days ago. The yeah. fuck? Yeah. You spent the whole day or two or three days yeah. in your house Inside behind your a house. computer machine? That isn't acceptable. We as men weren't built for this. Yeah. 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 We're not built for this. You know, if you've not done two, three walks uh, a day, I go crazy. I need to get out. Yeah. 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 And I, I like what you're saying earlier about building, you know, small habits. Uh, uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, talks about that quite a bit where you just do, you do something small and the compound effect then starts to, so if you were to, you know, take a 10 minute walk every day for the next year, that compound accumulative effect is going to 
increase, you know, your overall fitness more so than if you didn't walk 10 minutes every yeah. day. Yeah. And so just doing something small consistently can create those big results. And I think the same is true for our fitness level. And I mean, it works the opposite as well, right? You know, if I eat an extra cookie or I eat an extra, I guess what you guys call them crisps, um, Crisp fries. No, crisp, yeah, yeah. Crisp for the crisp. fries. Crisp for the fries. What do you Biscuits. You call them biscuits. Biscuits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you, I love uh, biscuits. You love the biscuits. <laughs> oh, do you know, I, I love... Uh, <clears throat> so I did a uh, three-day water fast not long ago, mm. and I highly recommend this to a lot of people, but please get, obviously, medical advice on sure. this, right? I did a three-day water fast, and I was shocked to realize how much I emotionally, I'm an emotional eater, right? I eat, mm -hmm. emo yeah. and I realized how sad and lonely I felt when I couldn't eat. I was like, I'm missing food. Yeah. Yeah. And after three days, I had this huge emptiness feeling, like a big void. I was like, yeah. life without food, life, there's no meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was amazing just to realize how much we comfort eat, you know, and uh, I do. I do love food. Do you? Yeah. Right. What's your favorite food? Oh, food, food, pizza is my favorite food. Oh. You know? But the the thing is also, as I find, is that it's a habit, right? I start forming these habits around, um, you know, like having having us, you know, eating after 8 p.m., you know, having yeah. that snack. You know, you say they're watching television and, you know, there's this, this overwhelming sense of like, it's even hard to pay attention to what's going on to the, you know, in the show, if I don't have something that I'm sort of like mm. feeding into my mouth and I start thinking about the food and what I want to have to eat and those kind of things. And it just becomes overwhelming. It's almost like a, you know, it's, I, I'm not really present enjoying whatever I'm doing if I'm not eating and so much of just culturally, um, you know, we do things around food. There's such a, um, you know, you, when you, you know, when you go out on a date, what do you do? You go to a restaurant, you know, it's all about food. When you have people over, what do you do? You eat, you know, so there's so much about snacks and food, snacks and food. And there's generally like something, you know, sitting right there where you can go grab something and grab a handful yeah. of you know, M&Ms or something. And then you don't even realize you're eating them. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, so when you talked about like, uh, window of eating i try to keep my window as much as i can to eight hours so 16 hours yeah. i'll try to I, I i still have some bad habits I'm, I'm still working on those bad habits i know that i have to be more patient and iron them out you know i snacked way too much um one of the things i i actively do is not try to put shit in the house you know like mm -hmm. bad food if i have bad food in the house yeah, you have it in the house if, so it's easier if there are some, if there's there's some biscuits that are danger zone, right? If yeah, they're yeah. in the house, those packet is gone. Yeah, you know, if there's yeah. some sometimes sweets or chocolates things like that, they're gone. So what I do, mm -hmm. I remember my partner, um, my partner, she brought uh, she brought this big fuck off bottle like glass of uh, like Nutella. And I'm like, what <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> right. She's like, it was on yeah. sale. It was it was a really yeah. good. I am. Do you know what I did? I picked mm. it up, put it straight in the bin, and she's like, oh, what are you doing? And wow. I'm like, hey, it's either going to go on me or it goes in the bin, <laughs> right? It goes in the trash. I'd rather it goes in the trash than it goes on my love handles. 
I've worked no. very hard trying to get rid of these love handles. They're slowly going, I don't need any more. So a, a lot of times it's about stepping into masculine energy and having boundaries because mm-hmm. exercise, health, you know, all of these things are all about boundaries, like drawing a line, following the principles. This is all masculine energy. So the more feminine energy you have, the more you'll struggle with food, diet, everything else. The more masculine energy you have, the I would say it, it's still a challenge, but it just mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. more principles around this. Yeah. 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 No, I know what you mean. My wife is an amazing cook and an amazing niches oh. of baking, and she makes the absolute best chocolate chip oatmeal cookies, biscuits, mm. <laughs> biscuits <laughs> that you could like, like they're just ecstasy in your mouth. Um, and you know, I'll be, working out i'll be on this you know this good pace where i'm losing weight and i come home and she's like made you know a batch of these cookies and i was the same way it's like what are you doing you're killing me here <laughs> <laughs> straight in the bin chuck just, just stick it in the straight in the, in the, in the trash I would, I would i would love to see how that went over with her if i just like on next time those cookies just go straight in the bin yeah yeah i yeah, th- we'll that's see. it you know it's like the trash or on yeah. me i'm like okay am i you know I've, I've I've done that a few times. I'm like, okay, it's not, you know, why have you put like my kid, my son might brought, bring something back. Like, why have you brought this? When, yeah. Like for example, when it's when it's Christmas time or it's Easter, mm-hmm. or, and they have so many Easter eggs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they go to sleep, I grab them, put them in the trash. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. What happened? You oh, probably, yeah, you yeah. yeah. So I started just blaming the. Yeah, it was your brother who had them. No, it wasn't. Probably you who had them. Yeah. I just blame them. Yeah. So uh, Easter Bunny came back and took all your took all your candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. So small habits. So here's a summary of you know I would say look look gentlemen I know it's a struggle it's a struggle for many because you know there are food companies everything that they're, they're trying to get you to addicted to crap. There's oh, a lot of crap. Yeah. There's there's a lot of crap. So we're. We're fighting against that, you know, scientists mm-hmm. who are working on like exploiting right. our brain, right? Trying to become more passive. So let's go back to what we were built for. You know, men, we walked for days, you know, hours and hours every single day, right? You don't have to go in the gym. You don't have to go and do all of this, but just get just moving, walking. right? Just move. Yeah. Just move. Get accountable buddies. Get people who are there. If you want to hang around, if you want to get uh, into shape, hang around people who are into this that's why this is what i did was my son really got into uh kickboxing i you know i took him to a kickboxing place and i took him there and i thought well why don't i do something so i started getting into a boxing Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to go to his gym because i kind of felt shame and intimidated. i'm like okay i'm pretty a lot older than some of these guys i'm way uh slower than these people i'm thinking okay i'm gonna feel really stupid so i what i did was i hired myself a boxing coach mm, cool. and and i thought you know what i can get a one-to-one session and i just do half an hour with him once a week and i did this huh. just once a week or once every other other week i started off slowly and i yeah. said to him look i said to him um i don't know how to box i've never done it before start with the basics and i slowly and he was like okay you know what before we do anything else we'll just teach the basics and he started teaching yeah. me the basics and then slowly did we start to add a bit more power mm-hmm. you know as my mm-hmm. form was getting bad uh better we you know we started to add more power more speed mm-hmm. 
And now what I've done is after like six months of this, eight months of this, I said, you know what? Let's add another day to this. So like twice a week, now yeah. I'm going to this. And I can, I can, I'm like, okay, this feels good. And I heard a, um, a podcast where uh, this expert in health and fitness, he says something really interesting. He said, you know, when you're overweight, right? I'm just paraphrasing here. So this might not be accurate. But he said, when you're overweight and you haven't done a lot of fitness, you won't get that dopamine rush. You know, like after runners, you know, when runners say, oh, sure, my back feels high, so, yeah. yeah, the runner's high. Uh, he says, you won't get that for sometimes when you start getting into it and you, and you start building a habit, then it'll come. And I didn't used to really get this for, from boxing for a while. But when I started to do this more often, now I'm getting the high. And I get yeah. this high when I've done some strength training so important for men and i feel like oh that feels really good and i do in the yeah. morning and sometimes i'm like i want to go again so i go in the evening sometimes that's awesome so, lazy nice guys guide to becoming you know <laughs> getting become... getting getting fit yeah. yeah right yeah just show up show up show up and do one little thing and start compounding on that so creating that small habit, whether it's just, you know, showing up to the gym or going on for going for a walk or, you know, not putting that biscuit in your mouth. Just uh, show up. And, yeah. and this, this also applies to dating as well. Guys, if you want to meet girls, you want to go out just show up, show up on the dating apps, show up, uh, you know, to so many different events. Guys are like, you know, how many, I said, how many single events have you been to? uh but three in the last <laughs> two three years i'm like no wonder you're not socializing you can't have a social life if you're not showing up mm -hmm. so just yes. show up show up show up yeah so chuck um yeah Faisal. so speaking of weight and health and fitness i reckon we should have a pretty you know like edgy topic for the next one the next one i've got uh something that a lot of guys have approached me and asked right yeah and i'm sure you have right what happens right if you're in a relationship and she starts putting on weight right mm. and you're no longer attracted to her what yeah. do we do what do we do for that that's a great topic i think lots of guys especially guys that have been in long-term relationships you know, all of a sudden she's putting on a little bit of weight here and there, you know, maybe you have a child or something and that the weight that she puts on during that childbirth or during, during that time, you know, she doesn't take off and it just starts to accumulate. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're not attracted to her because she doesn't look the same as she did when you first married her. Right? And I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with. How do you communicate that to your partner? How do you deal with that? on your own and um what are some strategies to be able to navigate through that those those places in our relationships when we don't feel attracted to our partners so that's a great topic for next one so guys be sure to tune in for our next conversation we're going to talk about what do you do when she puts on weight and she asks the question does this dress make my butt look fat and you want to say no your butt's just fat 
that's bad advice. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. Um, yeah. But just, yeah. just check out the just check out the episode. Check out, check out the, the episode. We'll we'll have better advice than that. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll we'll see you next time on the Nice Guy Show. You've been listening to The Nice Guy Show, the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. Until next time, keep living your best life.